Hey, everybody. I'm John Dwoskin, an executive advisor and business coach. I work with successful business people who are stuck and want to take their company to the next level. Today, though, get ready to grow your business big, very big. In just a few seconds, you'll meet a dynamic business owner, executive, or salesperson willing to share the best practices that fuel their growth and success. Each interview is no more than 15-ish minutes long, so you can quickly learn effective tools to put into your business today. Please listen with new ears, and let's get to learning, let's get to growing, and let's get to thinking big. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to the Think Big Movement podcast. I appreciate it. I'm really excited to have my next guest, Jim Nizinski. He is a wealth manager with Planning Alternatives and has um, a lot to share with how to give high-end clients an experience that makes them coming back. He's organized. He is uh, smart, and he's just a great person. So, Jim, uh, it's great to have you on the show. Fill in the gaps. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and let's take the conversation from there. John, thanks for having me on. Thanks for the introduction. Great to be with you. As you had said, that is my career. Personally, married with two kids, and I love what I do, and I love who we work with. So that makes it a lot of fun. So I'm excited to talk about some of the things we do that our clients love. So talk a little bit about how you define wealth manager. What does that mean to somebody who's listening and doesn't necessarily understand what that means? Yeah, it's a nebulous term, unfortunately. Our clients hire us to organize all of the different moving parts of their financial, legal, tax life. Put it all in order and then put it in the best order it can be. Keep it there so that they're free to do what's most important to them. So in large part, we organize, and then we advise, and then keep it rolling. So it's not one area of finance, it's coordinating all of them. And that's really the distinguishing factor for that term, wealth manager. So talk to me about when you say free to do um, you know, what they need to do. So you know, it sounds like that is a, uh, an area that you fill for them so they don't have to think about it or spend as much time thinking about it. So just, can you, can you go into a little bit more detail on that? Well, sure. Um, I don't think many people wake up on a Saturday morning eager to dig into their finances or their legal documents. Uh, we have, most of us have other areas of passion, values, things we want to accomplish or experience. So we are hired to enable them to do that, spend their time there, delegate the worry to us, and they know that their planning, their finances, uh, they're not just done, they're done as well as possible. And ultimately, uh, it does take capital to do many of the things that we all want to do. So we surely help them assure they have enough capital to do it. But I would say in a larger part, it's really freeing up the emotions to not worry about money, worry about the markets, worry about politics, because they know they have a plan in place. They know all of the T's have been crossed and the I's dotted. And that peace of mind, uh, that's, you know, our clients tell us that's what's priceless, frees them to, to pursue their passions, their values. How, how fulfilling to be in a career where you are basically um, giving somebody peace of mind uh, that is, uh, that's got to be pretty fulfilling, I would imagine. And so can you kind of talk about that? And then how do you keep that going? Because it doesn't just stop. You got to always kind of continually 
build the relationship and continually build the ability of giving them that peace of mind as their portfolio grows and the market goes up, the market goes down. You know, how do you keep how do you keep your clients close to peace of mind? Yeah, well, it's not just my business, but really it's the task of any of us who have clients or for your business owner clients caring for their team, their employees, their staff, their partners, their colleagues. It really is all the same. So uh, while my area involves legal documents and tax returns and planning strategies in the market, uh, someone else involves widgets or gas tanks or uh, 10 employees or 1,000. It's the same thing. We really are leading people. And so you ask about how to keep that going. Um, I will tell you, uh, I don't have any original ideas. Uh, so uh, for, for your listeners, I would, I would listen for what I'm saying that can, you connect with. What, what part can you take away? It might not be applicable, but it might. All of the ideas I have come from books, podcasts, uh, websites uh, that I've just glommed onto. So you're right about this idea of keeping it going. In my view, my articulation, John, is there's a cycle. And it's the cycle I need to keep going. And there, I see four parts on this cycle of staying engaged with clients, caring for them. Uh, but also, many of us in our jobs, our careers, we have very technical aspects. We have to know things. It's not just uh, that we're being friends, uh, whether it's an engineering company or uh, sales of real estate or, in my case, finances. So this cycle I would want to share about has four spots. Uh, four parts, four components. And it's that cycle, John, that I need to keep going so that I'm balancing the relationship with the technical of what I have to deliver, uh, the, the connection with the client or the colleague, and then the actual widget that needs to be made or the service delivered. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to pause for a second, but I, I think each of those four, four parts of the cycle are uh, something unique to share that I think might be helpful to some of the listeners. I, 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 you articulated that perfectly. And, you know, one of the things I'd like to ask you is to, to accomplish that and to do all that is a lot of preparation and a lot of behind the scenes work and a lot of, um, on your behalf, organization and research and thinking. And there's a lot of work that goes behind that. And, um, can you talk a little bit about, because I know one thing about you, I mean, I know you have a phenomenal reputation and you're, and, and, and I know that you are highly organized and, and I just, can you touch on that and the concept of follow up and, you know, knowing what you have to do and just not missing any of the nuances of follow up? Cause I think that's one thing yeah. that you can speak on, um, in a really real way because you do it. You preach it, you live it. Yep. Yeah, so you're so these four components on the cycle, you're picking up on one of them. And one of those four components is managing time, or some might say managing tasks. It's the flow of work to do. And so that is one of those four pieces of the cycle that any of us need to keep going. And I'm glad you brought that one up because I think it's the spot, in my experience, where many business owners or professionals uh, are maxed out. Mm. They are overwhelmed. They're flooded with inputs and stimuli and to-dos and emails and texts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, again, not my idea, but David Allen wrote a book 20 years ago almost called Getting Things Done. 
Getting Things Done. You can Google it. It's a book. Uh, he has a podcast. He is a globally renowned coach for how to be more productive, how to get more done. And I have adopted his methodology wholesale. You don't have to be a complete uh, cult member with David and his followers um, to gain value from it. You can pick up pieces and add it to your game, but I would highly recommend if I was running a company, I uh, would make it like many of your listeners. I would make it my culture. Uh, he uh, speaks about how, and I can even share perhaps if we have time, how to uh, manage this inflow of tasks. And uh, it's, it's essential. Now, if you think about someone like myself, where I have maybe 50 or 100 clients that I'm caring for, and they each have 5, 10, 15, 20 open loops, tasks, things that I have to worry about or do, I can quickly have a thousand to-dos. And that's just for them. Right. What about at home? I got to change the furnace filter, don't you? Mow the lawn. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, we just had some work done in our basement. That's amazing how much time that can take. So getting things done by David Allen. Uh, you know, you um, uh, you recommended that book, uh, and uh, Jim is a good f- uh, good friend of mine. You recommended that book. I, f- I I loved it, and you also recommended an app that I use all the time called Todoist, which is my mm. hand hands down my favorite app in the in the world. It has made me so organized. It has made me so efficient uh, and so much more effective. So so thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. What What else can you share with us as far as um, you know a secret to your success or something fundamental that seems so common sense to you that may not be common sense to other people? Yeah. So I would say getting things done and managing our time using Todoist, as you mentioned, that that gives me a framework so I have time. But you know, time without energy uh, is no good. I mean, energy having motivation drive. Now, some of us have it all the time. We're driven. We're uh, type A. Uh, we have to be forced to go home from work or get off the, the exercise treadmill, whatever it may be. But at any point in our life or career, that energy, we realize how important it is. So this is pretty, pretty simple. But honestly, I think the biggest, most powerful thing most of us should do is get an extra hour of sleep. And uh, it's amazing uh, the research that's come out of that. There is a book uh, many years ago called The Power of Full Engagement. Tony Schwartz, James Lohr, uh, terrific book. They were coaches to professional athletes. They transitioned to coaching business owners and execs because they realized that most of us are dehydrated by 2 p.m. Um, far cry from the Olympic athletes who assure they have plenty of energy to exercise their sport. Uh, us knucklehead business people we don't know why we're not thinking so well or we're foggy headed or we're struggling to have a creative new idea or we're annoyed with a staff member, uh, rest, nutrition, exercise. Uh, those are the basics. So, uh, that book, powerful engagement is such an eye opener, I think for so many. And, uh, Tony Schwartz went on to start what's called the energy project, uh, the com. It's a great site. They consult high performers, how to be even higher performers by managing energy. So it's not just managing time. That's really a, a, a finite task, but managing energy is the big leverage point. 
you know, uh, I, so I would say that that's a big one. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is so important. And and I talk about that a lot too, time management versus energy management. And you mm. know, we only mm. we only have so much energy in a day and we got to be careful too not to surround ourselves with, surround ourselves with people or things or environments mm. that actually zap our energy. You know, so that is that is so important too and as we talk about building our business and clients and new business, you know, it's important to make sure that you're taking on the right clients too, because certain clients yeah. may seem great, but if they drain your energy and you can't really, you know, be in alignment yeah. with them, then, you know, it's not worth it because it can drain your energy. And I think that's, uh, you know, I'd like your take on that because, um, you know, money isn't everything and being able to, you know, manage your energy it's something that you have control over. Yeah, which actually brings to, uh, so if you know, we're talking about that cycle and the four parts that I think of I need to manage. One's time, the other's energy. The third one is what you're talking about now, and it's something you do very well. It's having authentic connection with people. And I'm going to circle back to answer your question about how that, uh, you will see in my view, how that filters out the energy draining people. So um, this, this concept of having authentic connection with others, um, I really found language for it by listening to Brene Brown. Uh, Brene, B-R-E-N-E, Brown. She has a TED Talk. I think it's still one of the top five most viewed of all time. Uh, it's a must-watch. She has uh, many books. Um, her 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 whole thesis is about uh, being vulnerable, being authentic, and that's the context in which we can have genuine connection with others. And ah, this, this is the secret. This is the secret space because if I can find myself genuinely connecting with a client, that can't be faked. It's not a technique. If I'm genuinely caring about them, I'm, sh I'm open about myself, they're open about themselves. That is, that is special. That can't be commoditized. You can't put a price on it. Now, back to your point about energy draining people. If I'm the type of, of professional who is connecting deeply in relationship, that's going to filter out those who just want to use me for my expertise, our firm's uh, horsepower of what we know, right. or who's looking to control me or manipulate me. Uh, or they get a power rush from getting me to click my heels to their attention because they're not looking for authentic connection because they're not living authentically. So it self-filters. And those who I'm able to connect with are delighted. And now we're building genuine relationship in the context of business. I'm not building relationship for business. There's a huge, huge difference. That's a that is a huge difference. Brene Brown, I love Brene Brown, The Power of Vulnerability. Uh, her book, mm. uh, her book, Daring Greatly, and one of the things she talks about in in the same world is that um, you know to be in the arena is is tough, and you know if you're going to be in the arena, you got to be ready, and you got to be ready to make uh, some tough choices, and and not worry about what other people are saying if they're not in the arena. And, mm. you know, make sure that you're in the arena with people that you want to be in the arena with. So um, mm -hmm. I think it's uh, that is that is great. I'm glad you brought her up. She's uh, she's in, she's in, she's incredible. 
she is. I, I sometimes think uh, some of us struggle with this idea of connection um, because by personality, it's different. Some of us are golden retrievers and their tails wagging and, you know, we're just eager to, to be with people. And, but other, others of us are not. Something I am very conscious of is that I don't always want to connect. You know, I don't always immediately actually care. Right. And I was claiming that you can't fake it. But here's a, here's a trick that I do is I behave as if I did care. I behave as if I really was interested in someone. And what I find is that I become interested. Um, basically, I'm saying I believe connection is valuable. I believe I should serve this person and really care about their interests first. So I behave that way because I believe that. And the feeling follows. And right. so then I'm not... Uh, it's not, uh, my behavior is authentic and they experience the authenticity, but I have to start with behavior. You can't steer a parked car as it said. And so I, I, I jump in and begin to ask questions. The next thing you know, you're finding out about these, about people and you find out how great they are or their struggles and their dreams. And then now all of a sudden I want to see what they want to dream of happen. And I'm, I'm right there in, in with them. So I think we, it's okay to do that. It's okay to behave consistent with our beliefs and then watch the feelings follow. It's great. Jim, it's no wonder you are successful at what you do and continue to soar. Uh, you got a you got a great grounded foundation in what you do and who you are. Uh, you got a great value system and a great business mind. And I really appreciate you sharing uh, your thoughts. And uh, you're going to help a lot of people who are listening to this show. So thank you very much. Tell people how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Our firm is Planning Alternatives, planningalt.com, planningalt.com. You can learn all things about all of us and connect as you would prefer. Thanks again, John, for having me. It's always great to connect with you. You inspire. I appreciate you. Well, I feel the same. Have, uh, have a great rest of the day and thank you uh, a ton for being on the show. Thanks, Jim. My pleasure. All thank right. You. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Think Big Movement podcast. For show notes and links to anything we talked about, please visit johnswaskin.com. For additional best business practices, you may enjoy my latest book, The Think Big Movement. Grow your business big, very big. Lastly, if you want to talk to me about advising and coaching your business, please email me, john at johnswaskin.com. Text or call me at 248-535-7796. Have an amazing day, an amazing week, and as always, think big.